Pastor Chooks Obina Ogoye. Pastor Chooks is the lead pastor of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg. He is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God and has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. Pastor Chooks has been involved and active in marketplace ministries. He's an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. He has taught and facilitated many leadership and entrepreneurship courses and seminars. He is the host of broadcast programs on Facebook, YouTube, and several podcast channels. Living the life with Pastor Chooks, the amazing power of woman. Thank God, it's Friday. Hi, good evening, welcome. Uh, my name is Chuck Sugohe. I am sharing with us episode 199, 199 on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God. We've taught it on 199 episodes. Uh, tonight is awesome. Uh, our, our specific contemplation for tonight is the goodness of God makes peace my weapon. Today is part two. The goodness of God makes peace my weapon. All right, let's start somewhere. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. It says, Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So when he's talking about the armor of God that the believer has, you know, the, the, the scripture in Ephesians 6 you know, from verse 11 tells us to put on the whole armor of God. So the, the soldier, the believer is seen as a soldier and this is the armor that he wears to go to battle. This is the armor for spiritual warfare. And then he says, peace, the gospel of peace, the good news of peace is what he wears on his feet. This soldier wears good news of peace on his feet. Now, the feet uh, is... I mean, wearing shoe on your feet as a soldier, as a Roman soldier, uh, your feet is both a, a, a defense. The shoe is a defense because it prevents you from picking up things. But it's also a weapon. You can kick someone with it. <laughs> you can kick someone with it and really injure them. So if the shoe is really made of, you know, um, very strong material, you can hurt someone by kicking them. So, 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 peace as a weapon, we, it, it, it serves a defensive purpose and it serves an offensive purpose. I talked about it yesterday, how we defeat the enemy with peace. How we, how we attack the storms of life with peace. You know, when you have peace inside of you, Jesus quenched the storm that was out in the sea with peace. He fought the storm with peace. The, the storm was trying to take the peace of the disciples. And how did Jesus address it? He spoke to the storm and poured his peace on the storm and arrested the storm. And so, so we see that as an offensive use of peace. When you use peace to arrest the enemy, the Bible says the God of peace will crush. Crushing is an offensive effort. The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. So you use peace to crush Satan. So, so when, when the enemy is throwing stuff at you and you refuse to allow, allow him to rattle you and you hold your peace, 
you can use peace to crush the enemy. So, so peace can have an offensive and a defensive. And I, I want to look at that tonight. I want to look at that. You know, the, the, the place of peace and of, as an offensive weapon and as a defensive weapon. You know, when you use it to defend yourself or use it to, to attack the enemy. So, so look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Every believer must be very um, uh, trained, proficient is the word I'm looking for, in handling peace. Yeah, you, you need to be proficient in handling peace. And you, this is why. Ephesians chapter, I mean, Colossians chapter 3 verse 15, he says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Peace is a ruler. Peace is a ruler. So when you don't have peace, it means that the, the, the government of God is absent. Peace, the presence of peace is the, an indication that the rulership and oversight of the government of God is in place. So when peace is gone, you know that you are you are not in line with the government of God. You are not in line with divine agenda. It believers use peace to know when they are in line with God or when they are out. When you are misaligned with God, you lose your peace. When you are aligned with God, you have peace. And when you have peace, it means that the government of God is in place, the protection of God is in place, the provision of God is in place. God will fight your battles. You know, you know, the, the children of Israel, when they were in front of the Red Sea, Moses said, hold your peace and God will fight for you. Hold your peace and God will fight for you. So, so when you hold your peace, God will fight. So, so the, he says, let peace, the peace rule in your heart. He says, yeah, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you are also called in one body. So we are called to peace and he said, let peace rule. Uh, everybody needs to learn how to allow peace to rule. So, so you use peace as a gauge to know if you are aligned to the government of God or you're not. If you're aligned to the purposes of God. So you want to do something. Let me, let me get practical. You want to do something, and suddenly the thoughts or making that decision, you lose your peace. You start feeling anxious. You start, you know that this is not God. When anxiety begins to creep in because of a decision, you know, I, I have learned to follow the peace of God. You know, I'm trying to, I, I'm driving, I'm trying to take a certain route, and the moment I start thinking about taking that route, and I start losing my peace, I begin to feel anxious. I know that God doesn't want me to take that route. So, so I allow the rulership of peace to, to be an indication of the rulership of God for, for my decisions. So whenever there is no peace about something, I know that mm -mm, I'm not supposed to go that way. I'm not supposed to make that decision. You know, when I was a single man looking for a wife, oh, the peace of God was was what guided me. You know, I meet somebody, I start thinking about them, 
you know, are they the one? I don't know the one. And then I take it to God in prayer. And as I start praying and I, I sense that my peace is gone. <laughs> I know that's not the one. I know that's not the one. And when I made the one, you know, the more I thought about it, there was peace. There was peace. I prayed about it and I could feel the peace of God. And, and, and that, that is what made me know that this is God. So, so you can allow peace to be the, the, the umpire that, that tells you when you are out of sync with God or you are in sync with the program of God. Every time that I have uh, discountenanced peace and I went ahead to do something that I lost my peace about, I always came up with regrets. Oh yes, always. So over the years of working with God, I, I can tell you stories after stories, you know, of when I ignored that umpire that, that rises up inside of me, you know, and signals this is right, this is wrong by, you know, using peace. When peace is, is withdrawn, you know, this is wrong. When peace is, is, is gone, you know, you know, you're not supposed to do this. And when peace is in place, you know that's what you're supposed to do. So you're trying to make a decision and, you know, and as you're thinking about it to make that decision, you see, the, sense the peace of God, you know this is it. So, 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 I, I have many experiences in my work with God where I sense the peace of God, I stay with the peace of God, and I know it's the right, the right decision. So basically, what it is is that peace has become a weapon that defends you from, from um, uh, being derailed by the devil. So it's a, it's a protective weapon. It's a defensive weapon, as it were. So when peace is there, the Bible talks about the peace of God will guard, will guard, will guard your heart. Will guard your heart. So, so you want to take a job. The pay is good, but you don't have peace about it. You know, you don't have peace about it. Please do not ignore it. Do not ignore it. It, it, it. There may be things that your senses are not picking up. Everything looks right. You want to make a sale or you want to sign a deal and you just, your peace just leaves you. Your peace disappears. Allow that peace to be your umpire. Allow that peace to be your guide. Allow that peace to be your ruler. To tell you that you are doing the right thing or you are doing the wrong thing. You know, or you are about to do the wrong thing. You know, so you've gone to, to negotiate a deal. And everything looks right on paper. But you don't have peace. You don't have peace about this thing. Don't sign. <laughs> do not sign. Make sure you resolve that peace. Resolve that peace issue before you go ahead. Otherwise, there is trouble down the road. There is trouble down the road. So, so whenever you are, you know, about to, and this is important for business people, you are about to, you know, make a decision, you are about to go in a certain direction, and you start losing your peace, don't go in that direction. Let the peace of God guide you. Let the peace of God rule. You know, always make sure that you have a ruler over your heart, and that's peace. Anytime your heart does not have peace, it means that, the covering of God is not there. The rulership of God is not there. And if it's not there, you are, in, you are naked. You are naked. You are open for Satan to assault you. You are open for Satan to attack you. you are, so, so it's important that we, 
you know, understand this thing about peace. You have to cultivate that sensitivity to pick up peace or the absence of peace. To pick up peace. Or the, if you feel uneasy about something, then pause and check with the Holy Spirit. Why, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling uneasy about this thing? Why, you know? And then let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit give you more, more insight as to what is going on. Look at, look at this scripture. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. There was a season in my life that this, this scripture was so... Uh, it, was, it was a very powerful scripture in a season. I'm not saying it's not, it's not powerful now. But there was a time it was a Rhema word. Alright, now, now uh, we're in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. He said, now may the God of peace himself... Give you peace always, in every way. The Lord be with you all. So when the Lord is with you, you have peace. When the Lord is not with you, you don't have peace. That's what one of the things we get. He said, the Lord be with you. So when He when He's with you, there will be peace. When He's not with you on a decision, when He's not with you on a journey, there will not be peace. So you want, you want to travel and you plan this thing and bought an etiquette and and that morning you want to go to the airport and you feel this lack of peace. You feel this lack of peace. What you should do is to pray. What's, what's the Spirit of God trying to tell you? What's, what, what's you know, you, you need to pray and, and just sort it out. Don't get in. What I'm saying to you has saved people's lives. I remember a, a friend who was sharing a testimony of how, you know, he wanted to get into an aircraft and he, he just didn't, you know, feel the peace of God. And he was so troubled about it. He actually entered the aircraft and he had such, such lack of peace that he came down. He came down and he didn't understand it. He came down from the aircraft and went back to the airport and says he's not traveling again. And unfortunately, that aircraft crashed and everybody perished in that aircraft. That was the peace of God guiding him. That was the peace of God leading him. You know, and he didn't he didn't, um, you know, uh, continue with that journey. And he backed off, and that was what saved his life. He could have perished. So maybe there could have been other people in that aircraft as well who, you know, were alerted, and they were not sensitive to the peace. <laughs> they were not sensitive to this issue of peace, and, and they ignored the peace of God. I, I know a friend who was telling me a story of, you know, he wanted to uh, propose to a, a lady, and he felt the lack of peace about, you know, this relationship and, you know, carried it on to marriage. But he, he, he ignored it. In fact, I, I have two, two stories like that. He ignored it and went ahead. And went ahead with the marriage. And it crashed. It crashed and hurt him so badly. You know, when we were talking about it, he said to me, you know, I should have heeded that peace. I should have heeded... You know, when I didn't sense the peace of God, that's when I knew that this, this was a disaster. I shouldn't have continued with it. You know, so, so this allowing the peace of God to, to guide you, to be your umpire, to tell you when you're doing the right thing on the road. You know how an umpire is in a game? An umpire is like a, you know, I don't know actually the difference between an umpire and a referee. Some sports, they call them umpires. Some sports, they call them referees. You know, but they are the ones who officiate the game. So, so if peace is the umpire, where, you know, when, when something is 
off. The rules are being broken. The umpire says, you know, you, you're breaking the rules. And and in, and, 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 and it blows the whistle. And, you know, the game is reset and, you know, whatever penalty, whatever it is, the rule has been broken. An amend is made and the game continues. So, so peace can be the umpire. And, and in fact, not can. Peace is the umpire in your life. And you need to learn how to heed that peace. If there's any prayer you need to pray, is Lord, make me sensitive to your peace. Make me sensitive. Make me sensitive to your peace. And, and super sensitive, like, I mean, like that, that you can pick up things and, and the peace of God will guide you. Peace of God will lead you. You know, whether it's regarding marriage, whether it's a business, whether it's, you know, starting a ministry, whatever. The peace of God guides you, whether it's to take a house. You know, you go to, you're trying to get accommodation and you, you go to a house and you don't have peace about this house. Or you want to buy a house. Or you want to buy a vehicle. And you don't have peace about this vehicle. And you can't explain what it is. Walk away. Tell the salesman, mm, something feels off. Yeah, I, you know, let, let me take a rain check. I, I, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll come back next week. You know, something feels off here. Yeah. That's the Spirit of God guiding you. Maybe there's a big fault in that car. Maybe there's, there's something about that car that was not going to be for your own well-being. And that's why you walk away. You know, just learn to trust the peace of God as, a, as an umpire to guide you in the decisions of life. And, you know, this thing about, about the peace of God, let me show you something. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. He says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So when your mind is aligned with God, when your mind is aligned with the word of God or the will of God, you will have perfect peace. When your mind is not aligned with what you are thinking is, you know, um, is obtuse to where God is or what God is thinking, you will lose peace. That's what the scripture says. You will keep him in perfect peace. Him whose mind is stayed on you. So, so if you if you pick up a lack of peace, you need to investigate it. You need to investigate it. What is wrong? Why am I feeling this? What what is God saying? You know, what I will do, I will start praying in the Holy Spirit. I'll start praying in the Holy Spirit to pick up, you know, the details of what is wrong. <laughs> I, I can't... I, I, let me share testimonies with you. I think testimonies will bring the point home. There's so many, so many. This is 19... 2000, year 2000. All right. We were getting married. This was the year we got married. And um, we, we, we were trying to get a, a wedding date. All right. And... Um, there was another couple that wanted the same dates like we wanted. You see, the way that, you know, marriage counseling and wedding dates were fixed in the church where we were at the time, you know, um, um, a group of couples who are going to get married in a quarter, they are, you are batched together and you do marriage counseling together. So in our group, there were like, I think, 10 or 12 couples that were getting married within a, a certain three-month period. 
And so there's this couple that wanted the same Saturday that we wanted. And we came to marriage counseling and we presented our dates and we found that there was a clash. And the pastor says, it can't work because, you know, the weddings are happening in two different venues and I have to officiate at the two weddings. It can't work. So talk, talk to yourselves and decide, you know, who, who will step down for the other. Now, the other couple says, no, we're not going to step down. We are not going to step down. We have people coming from all over the world for our wedding, blah, blah, blah. They were so adamant, you know. So we, 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 we couldn't, you know, um, arrive at a, at a resolution of that matter. So we left the, the counseling class. I think we met on Fridays. We left the counseling class. On the Saturday following, I was supposed to travel. No, no, no. No, no, I, I'm mixing up the dates now. But I was supposed to travel on a Friday. And, and I was going to go tell my parents that the wedding date has been fixed in Lagos and so on and so forth. So I was traveling. I was in a bus. And as I entered that bus, and, the, and I paid the bus fare and we were going, the, the bus, when the bus pulled off from the bus park, I began to lose peace. I began to lose peace. The, 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 as the boss started going, I, I started, you know, feeling very uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable about the trip. I don't know what it was. So, at some point, within a few kilometers, I told the driver, please let me down. I had already, you know, paid. Please let me down. I'm not going anymore. They, everyone was shocked. I said, please, I'm not going anymore. Can I, can I come down? Can I come down? So, they allowed me to come down. I came down and I came back home. Came back to my house. I phoned my fiance to say, you know, for some reason, I, I just didn't feel the peace of God to travel. I already got into the bus. The bus had already set out. And I don't know what it is. I came down. So I came down and went back home. That night, as I was praying, I heard the Lord say, go to so-so-and-so um, chapel. Uh, it was a venue that we were considering to use for our wedding. Go there. So, I, Saturday morning, I went there to go and uh, check that venue out and so on. And as I got there, I met the chaplain at the chapel and we began to talk. And then I, he asked me the dates that we are proposing and I told him that that date which the other couple and he said, oh no, that date is not available. But the next one, the next one was available. So I said, okay, we'll take it. We'll move to the next one. All things work together for good. We'll move to the next one. So we got a date for the 17th of June, 2000, to get married. And, you know, it was sealed. So the next weekend, or even that day after the date, I embarked on the journey, and I traveled, and I communicated with my parents, and so on. As God will have it, this was the miracle that, you know, the, the blessing of God. A a week to the that to our wedding was on the 17th. The week before the 17th, there was crisis all over the city of Lagos. There was no fuel. <laughs> no fuel. Nobody. Remember, these dates were fixed in January. But God knew what was going to happen in June and guided us. Thank God for that, for yielding to the peace 
issue when I came down from that bus. Because if I didn't come from, from that bus, I would have still been fighting to have the wedding on the 10th of June, instead of the 17th of June. On the 10th of June, the whole city was grounded. Like, it was like a lockdown before we knew what lockdown was. Nobody was going anywhere because there was no fuel in the town. And that couple, I, I remember going for their wedding and I was so, so sorry for them. Nobody attended, was in their wedding, you know, uh, reception at the church service. It was just the pastor and a few people at the reception. Most of their guests could not come because they didn't have fuel to come. They could not come. And that was when I realized what God did for us, that I was sensitive to the Spirit of God to, to come down from that bus that day and then went to that place and got that new venue and that, you know, everything worked out well. And guess what? By the time it was Sunday, Monday, by the Tuesday, fuel was back. The whole city was back to normal. And we were able to have our wedding on the 17th under normal atmosphere, everything was working. That's the peace of God. I can tell you stories upon stories. I, I have so many of them. So, so allow this peace. Use it as a as an umpire, as a weapon to fight the enemy, as a weapon to fight unforeseen um, um, uh, disaster, unforeseen difficulties, unforeseen circumstances. That's a weapon that God is giving to you. So the goodness of God makes the peace of God a weapon. And you need to know how to use it. So when you don't feel the peace of God about a decision, back away. If, if you don't feel the peace of God about a move, stop it. Halt. Pause. Take some time to pray. That's, that's how it works. So he said he will keep in perfect peace. Him whose mind is stayed on the Lord. When your mind is in the direction of the Lord, you will have perfect peace. And when your mind is not in the direction of the Lord, you lose your peace. You know that you are out of work with the Lord. May, may the Lord help us to develop super sensitivity using peace. Using peace. You know, this is why every believer must learn to practice peace. May, learn to practice peace. Because the guidance of the Spirit of God is in peace. The guidance of the Spirit of God is in peace. If you are constantly fighting, you are constantly, you know, in turmoil, you won't even know when the Spirit of God is trying to guide you using peace. Because you are never sensitive. There's always chatter. There's always turmoil. There's always fighting inside you. So you don't even know when, you know, you, know, you, you are so full of strife. You don't even know when the Spirit of God is saying, don't do that. Or go ahead and do that. Because he uses peace to regulate you. Yes, God uses peace to regulate his children in the, into his will or away from things that are not his will. He uses peace to regulate us. So if you don't know how to practice peace and walk with peace, you will miss God entirely. And a lot of people are not making progress because not because God has no plan for them. God has plan for every one of his children. But the problem is that some people just don't sense God. They constantly miss God. They constantly miss His guidance because they are not sensitive to peace. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and, and the last one I take for tonight, in, in, in Romans chapter 8 verse 6, I want to read it from, if we can, can we read it? We can find it in another version. Okay, let me read it out here in the in the New King James Version. 
Romans chapter 8 verse 6. The Bible says, To be carnally minded is death, and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Right. Now, now the English Standard Version says, to, to, be, to put your mind on the flesh is death, but to put your mind on the spirit is life and peace. In other words, when your mind is aligned with the spirit of God, there will be life and there will be peace. When your mind, when your thinking, when your decision is out of work with the Spirit of God, you will lack peace. So I've shown you many scriptures that, that show us how peace, just being in, aligned with peace, means that you're aligned with God. Having, working with the peace of God. So, so check it. You know, in every day, be, be, when you begin to cultivate peace and begin to be sensitive to the peace of God, you begin to get better at it. These things, you get better at it. So if you don't have peace, don't go. If you have peace, go. And then we find out that you you pick up peace today and act in line with peace. You find that tomorrow it's sharper. The sensitivity is higher. Because when you, when you learn to work with it, it gets better. It gets better. But if you're constantly ignoring it, you, 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 your sensitivity gets dollar and dollar and dollar. Okay, and, and you miss God. But God uses his peace to guide his children. I am done for tonight. I hope you got something. Allow the peace of God to guide you. To guide your actions. To guide your decision making. To guide your even speaking. You want to talk and you sense that, you know, there's no peace. Back down. Hold back those words. God doesn't want you to say it. Or you said something and, and immediately you said it, you lost your peace. You know that, that what you said was wrong. What you said was out of alignment with the, with the will of God, with the purpose of God. And then just backtrack, re, re, retrace your steps. Peace guides us. Peace is a protection. Peace is a, is a defense. The peace of God is a defense, is a barrier to keep us in the will of God. <laughs> I'm done. God bless you. Uh, I'll continue tomorrow. It gets better. I continue tomorrow as we continue sharing. Uh, the goodness of God makes peace my weapon. God bless you. Good night. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.